Josh Kraken, everybody. Money Smart Guy, Matt Zappala here. Healing to you from Dallas, Texas, specifically right here at the Colony, the Grandscaper here right next to Shields. Come visit us if you're walking by, but uh, I'm fired up for this episode. It's an episode here that kind of marks a special number. It's 10. Episode 10. Welcome to this podcast. Joining me in the studio today is my co-host, Milton Alvarez. What's going on? I'm asking a Kraken, baby. My personal trainer, friend, and uh, he's here chopping it up with me on this podcast. Uh, interesting podcast we have here today based on single women being more single than ever, and it's costing them a lot of money. Uh, we got topics here ranging from uh, what's going on with vegetables. We have a topic here, vegetables. Is it good for you? Is it not good for you? Because your body's a temple, and money is energy, and energy is money. Um, interesting thing here about the most desirable skill that very few people have, especially men, and uh, some of the biggest deal breakers that men have concerning their choice of relationship in a woman, uh, we'll be covering that here this afternoon. Uh, yo, Milton, before we get into it, man, how long have we been now here in Dallas? Going on two years now. Well, you've been here a little bit longer than I have. You moved out here in June. So June of 2021, right? Yeah. So it's coming on two years uh, this June. So about, what, 19 months, 20 months we've been here. How you like in Dallas? It's beautiful, man, except... Uh, I felt a lot safer in Chicago with the gunshots versus being here in Dallas and having to encounter two tornadoes back to back within a, a <laughs> short feel, period of time. You feel more safe in, in Chicago. In Chicago with gunshots than being around tornadoes. I mean, I, I mean I, you can outrun gunshots, you can't outrun Mother Nature. Texas, uh, Texas weather, man, for sure. I mean, I, I thought Texas were snowflakes when it came to uh, weather because we're, sh we're <laughs> shutting down because of a thunderstorm today, shutting because of winter. I'm like, what? And then you see these lightning storms, like, I know why. People yeah. Shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's more what's more dangerous to you, the thunderstorms or black ice during the winter? Ooh. Well, at least with the thunderstorms, you get a warning. With black ice, my first year here, I was slipping and sliding all over the so highway. You just never know. You just don't know. Yeah, I think that's why when we first moved down here, I think uh, I saw that uh, pileup of uh, of people on the uh, tollway. Yeah. And and I'm like, yo, people don't you know? Let's just. I don't even drive. Even me, I don't drive around here and. In Dallas, because not because I don't know how to drive, is because everybody else around here doesn't know how, how to drive, drive in this type of weather. But uh, you know, a big reason why we moved down here too is because you know, you, you remember we were trained, we were in the gym one time, and we just got news that uh, a common friend of ours, one of my agents, your client, mm -hmm. uh, got killed for his car, got carjacked. Remember that, Mr. Ramos, one of our yeah. one of our agents, and thankfully he had a life insurance policy because uh, he was learning about personal finance and, and insurance, um, working with us on a part-time basis, just driving uh, Uber part-time too as well. But uh, you know, if there was a silver lining in that conversation, at least he had a life insurance policy for his daughter. Um, lost another agent also in Chicago due to gun violence You know, um, under Iris and uh, Enoch's uh, okay. agency. You know, single dad, just picking up his kid. And uh, sadly, you know, uh, baby dad, he just got out of prison, didn't like him. Wow. Shot him in the street. So. Uh, but anyway, speaking of guns, um, on a lighter note, here in Shields, uh, the sporting goods, it's like, it's like Dick's, uh, but there's no Shields in Chicago yeah. right here. Right behind us is Shields Sporting Goods, second floor, filled with shotguns and mm -hmm. rifles, uncased. Uncased, just hanging out. Unlocked. What did you just say, just hanging out on the wall? Just hanging, just hanging out on the wall. <laughs> just hanging on the wall. <laughs> that's, a big, that's a big ass store, man. They have a, they have a whole aquarium store. inside. Aquarium, yeah, well, three levels of a sporting goods store. Yeah, that's it, man. But anyway, folks, uh, we're excited um, for the show today. By the way, it's Wednesday. Supposedly, former President Donald Trump was supposed to be arrested yesterday. Um, they pushed 
that pushed it to today. Still no news of uh, uh, former President Trump being arrested. And uh, if he is arrested, it's supposed to be today. It's supposed to be yesterday to push it today. He'd be in court next week. Mm-hmm. By the way, what do you think? What's your what's your thoughts on it? What's your gut feeling on it? Uh, a former president, forget Republican, forget Democrat, a former president of the United States being brought up in charges because of paying off a uh, uh, paying off a porn star or coming back into court for him lying or cheating or stealing, whatever whatever the indictment is. Yeah. What do you think about a former president being arrested on such charges that like that? Well, does it help him? Does it help him? Does it hurt him? Definitely gonna. Uh, well, that, that's a thing. I, there's been a lot of talk amongst a lot, you know, social media posts and just people within my network. A lot of people that you work with that you know they mentioned that if President Trump actually were to get arrested fully and that would fall fall through, well, uh, follow through, that that President Trump will be the president once again because of the the way the Republican yeah. Party will be acting towards that. But. Uh, I, I do see that, you know, how your past can definitely come back and bite you in the ass, regardless of where you stand, regardless of your status. Um, I like Trump. I like President Trump. So to my family and friends who are watching me back in Chicago, forgive me, but I, I, Man, I like Trump. Trump yeah, was yeah. a G. Forget yeah. President. I mean, everybody's watching their yeah. apprentice. Yeah. He was in WWE. He was in, uh, he, was in WWE. he was in rap songs, rap videos. And then becomes president. Yeah. He goes against the establishment. Yeah. He's speaking up for what he believes is right. Yeah. And then he, so he starts, starts to expose people, you know? And so, anywho, um, listen, uh, our democracy right now, our, our, our republic of a country is up right now for the whole world to see what's going down in this country. The leader of the free world, the strongest economy, the world's strongest military is right, right now to see what, how this country's being led. And uh, it's kind of crazy to see some of the things that we see in our society today, how people are offended today, mm. how people are so out of focus today about what really matters. And I think what really matters today in, in, in our society is men out there leading their families, being distracted by politics, by being distracted by stuff, where things are tilted against a man today, things are incentivized for families to be separated today, and uh, our faith is out of the school system. You can't even express your faith. You can express your social Orienta- your sexual orientation more so than your your faith, and you're more judged by that by that than you are with your faith. And so I think and, and on top of your finances, inflation, uh, rising interest rates. Uh, the Federal Reserve again today is going to meet. They're looking to raise the interest rates by another 025 percent, uh, uh, 25 basis points. And uh, we're, we're seeing if uh, that that can that can uh, uh, be minimized because of what happened to the banks yesterday or last week, last couple weeks. So we'll see what happens. So a lot of things that happened today in the news. And uh, we'll be staying on top of both on, on uh, the former President Donald Trump being arrested and as well as the Federal Reserve raising interest rates today in light of what's going on with bank failures and the consolidation of the banks and whatnot. So let's go into our first topic here. Um, uh, women are more single now than ever before and, according to Fortune Magazine, this article, and it's costing them more money. Uh, uh, Jordan, let's take a look at this article right here. Uh, more women today, more American women today are single now ever than before. You know, I, I was part of this uh, Money Smart Week in, in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I met uh, the former Treasury Secretary. Her name was uh, Ana Escobedo Cabral, and uh, she, uh, a first Latino, first, go figure, a first Latino woman, first woman, let alone Latino woman, to be in charge of putting her signature on your money. Right? That, that's her job, the Treasury Secretary. Yeah. And uh, she said at that time, this is 07, 08, right before the Great Recession, she said, by 2010, all money is shifting into the control of women by 2010. 
shoop, shifting. Why? More women today are graduating college more than men. More women today are taking executive positions at companies more than men. More women today are taking nonprofit positions more than men. Uh, more, more women today are in politics now more now than ever before. Hence the recruitment of us on, on the insurance side of things, recruitment of insurance aid, potential insurance agents to come into our field because women feel more comfortable talking to women about their money and their finances. So now according to this article, um, it says that 118 million Americans, about 46% of those over 18 years old are single according to the US Census Bureau. But that percent is actually much higher for women, a record breaking 52% of them are unmarried or separated as of 2020-21. Milton, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Right here, nearly 118 million, about 46% of those over 18 years old uh, uh, are single, but 52% of them are unmarried or separated as of 2021. Is that good for America, being single? For a woman? For a woman to be single. I don't know, man. I, I think for me, I, I, I am I'm a very strong believer when, uh, to, the, to the ideology of uh, two people coming together in, in unison. I'm a big believer in marriage. Uh, I just think many people are just afraid to get married because of the stigma that exists on marriage. Um, the experiences they've been through, whether it's their home experience, whether it's previous relationships, they end up breaking them, and just uh, the experiences they have from their own, fr- you know, from their own friendships. Uh, when it comes down to the health aspect of it, Matt, uh, if you compare the people who are single, men or women, versus those who tend to be married, uh, those who are married, especially men, uh, men tend to live longer. Why? Because they have a reason to live. Mm-hmm. Obviously, protect wives and children. Uh, they have the risk of fewer strokes and heart attacks. Why? Because they're less stressed out. Uh, the happy hormones consistently release because they're uh, because they're in a relationship that involves companionship and that involves these stressing moments with someone that they can do life with. Um, they have lower chances of becoming depressed. Again, that's because due to companionship and being able to process and have a connection with another human being. I don't. I don't believe that men are meant to be alone. Um, I don't meant that women uh, are wired a way to. Uh, take on a masculine role. Yes, do I believe that women have masculine energy because of the way they were brought up and because of the industry that they are involved in? Yes, but do I believe that women are meant to be wired and, and to strive and to strive with that um, uh, masculine energy? I don't. <laughs> I don't whatsoever. I don't, I don't believe in Jordan that. Jordan wants to be part of our podcast today. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all good to hood, brother. You know, listen, I, I think, um, right. I, I think uh, you know, from a financial, by the way, a great analysis, great breakdown. Uh, yeah. From a financial perspective, when I was broke, yeah. or when I was trying to cup up in the world, I had roommates. Mm-hmm. Stas Sergeant Mario Lopez and his girlfriend moved in with me. Yeah. I, we had a two-bedroom apartment there in Irvine, California, right outside the military base, Marine Corps Station, El Toro. He and his girlfriend had a, uh, a, a bedroom in an apartment, and I had a bedroom. And m- me and my children, you know, my, 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 I was going through a divorce. I became a single dad. My, 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 my two boys were there um, and my dog. So I saved money. Samson? Sam- oh, no, no, this was, uh, this was Sadie. Sadie, Sadie, okay. my first, my first Roddy. Okay. okay. My first Roddy. But, but here's the thing, too. The, uh, let, me, let me go back to this. Uh, Jordan King, go back to this article. The share of never married women increased 20% over the last decade, according to Wells Fargo analysis of the U.S. Department uh, of Commerce data. The growing number of single adults helps to normalize Americans' decision to remain uncoupled. The growing number of single adults to remain uncoupled and broaden social trends. In fact, 68% of Americans believe that the stigma of being single is gradually diminishing. Yet single women still tend to face more challenges when building wealth, okay, when building wealth. Mm-hmm. Because here's another, here's another thing too, let's go back to, let's go to this article, uh, uh, next paragraph. 
All singledom is not created equal, especially when it comes to gender party. Women face not only a gender wage gap in the United States, which is uh, 83 cents per dollar to the men, which I think is a false narrative of gender wage gap because in our company, mm -hmm. the people that make the most money, now we have 30,000 agents, the gender that makes the most money are women. So, you know, this gender wage gap, it's a nice narrative that women feel that they're making less money than men. I think if you do a better job, regardless of your gender, you're gonna get the pay raise, you're gonna get the promotion, you're gonna get ahead in business. And states also in this paragraph, the median household income for married couples was $106,000 as of 2021, uh, as of the census debt, but single women can earn a median income of $51,000 while single men can make $70,525. Now, it's data. You know, processing it and, and actually seeing those things and actually seeing real life. Why? Because uh, I, I believe that we're very well qualified to speak on this data. Back to us, Jordan. We're back. You know, we're seeing multiple workshops on a weekly basis through nine of my offices across the country. And guess who's leading the way in terms of finance? We see thousands of people on a weekly basis. We recruit thousands of people in our agency on a monthly basis. Yeah. Uh, we license 150 to 200 people brand new to the insurance industry every month and guess what my reality is more women are getting licensed and more women are making uh more money so with that being said there's laws also that incentivize people to be married right if you're married you get a tax deduction mm -hmm. uh the this, this uh, uh this uh, 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 uh um uh, lawmaker here in texas said is basically putting a law saying if you also stay married and you have four kids we're going to create a law where it's incentivized for you to get tax deductions if you stay married. So again, there's, there's uh, current laws right now and policies that incentivize people to stay single. Now, who, who, who has it safer? Single men or single women having their own household, their own space, their own spot? Do you think, like for guys, is it, is it safer for a bunch of guys to be together or for a bunch of women to be roommates together as I was when I was in the military. What do you think is more safer? Single I, men to be roommates together or some women to be safer? I, I definitely believe uh, single men, it's, it's a hell of a lot better, oh, a lot safer for them to be together. Wouldn't you say? I got, are you talking about on a, on a physical level? Physical, financial, everything. I, I Well, <laughs> from my, again, this is from just the experiences that I have with people. Uh, you know, Obviously, men are physiologically bigger, stronger, and are more capable of running towards mm -hmm. danger rather than running away from it and freezing. That's, that's guys for you. Right, that's guys for, for you. That's why women tend to live a little bit longer than men do. <laughs> uh, but on, on a financial level, you know, I, I, could, I could have a very biased opinion and say men are a little bit more, we're cheaper and we're not excessive, excessive spenders when it comes down to online shopping, especially on Amazon like women are. But then again, there's a lot of women, as you said, there's a lot of women that are running and leading the company that you're, that you're involved in um, in that industry. So if women are the ones that are almost taking on that torch, then obviously their financial literacy is almost you know neck to neck to what a lot of these men nowadays have, and honestly, I think some of these women can actually surpass a lot of this financial literacy that uh, a lot of these younger guy, uh, cats don't uh, don't have. So I'm, I'll speak from a position of being a dad of sure. twin girls that are sure. 21. I feel a whole lot safer for more women to roommate together, to have their household together, than men. Really? Yeah. Why? Here's why. If, if uh, a woman's being uh, rushed and being chased from the parking lot, chances are there's going to be another girlfriend in an apartment that's ready to be there. Financially speaking, they're splitting the bills. From, a, an, emotion, from an emotional standpoint, they, they have women they can grieve with, they can have women they can celebrate with, and the chances of them get, having a booty call 
in that apartment with five other women, three other women in that apartment will yeah. probably be less, you know, less, uh, less of an opportunity. So you're, you're telling me you wouldn't be able to hold one of your friends in your arms if he's grieving over a girlfriend's loss? If he ends up getting his heart broken by a woman, you're telling me you won't be able to sit with him on the couch and just hold him <laughs> as he cries himself to sleep? We'll be in a, a patio in the balcony smoking a cigar and having a glass of whiskey. <laughs> That's about it. I don't know about... Uh, <laughs> but I know what you mean, Milton. I know, <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, let's go to this next article here. Uh, Janice, uh, who I believe is uh, uh, the up-and-coming face of the NBA, NBA superstar Janice Compo. <laughs> Perfect way to pronounce it. <laughs> right. Uh, we have a guy in our office. His name is Simisol Ajatamara Raje, also Nigerian. And by the way, I'm probably missing the symbol. Got it. But we just call him A14. A14. So I'm going to call Janice uh, here, however letters are in his last name, A12 or A14 to himself. So, But Janice, easier to call him Janice, doesn't look at his MVP trophies. Why I'm here is because I'm de- desperate. The 28-year-old Milwaukee Bucks superstar grew up poor in Athens selling watches and handbags. Now with two MVP awards and an NBA championship and $228 million contract under his belt, Giannis says he still feels desperate to keep everything he's earned. He says, I'm not as talented as Steph Curry. See here. Uh, Right here in this paragraph. I'm not as talented as Steph Curry. I'm not as talented as Kevin Durant. I'm effing desperate. I'm obsessed. I'm scared to lose what God has given me in the life that I provide for my kids and my brothers and for mom, you know? I'm scared, so I effing work as hard as I can because I don't want to lose this shit. Okay. Um, thoughts on this, man. By the way, I, lo- I, love this, I love this quote. What do you think about his, uh, his position here on being desperate versus, which is the opposite, which is being comfortable? Well, if, I, 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 I would ask, you know, uh, the, the principles and values that his, his family uh, poured into him. Also question, you know, his background. I'm, I'm not familiar. I'm, I'm familiar with the player, but I'm not familiar with his upbringing, right? I think a lot of that, a lot of times the way our headspaces are, are conditioned is based off of the scarcity that we encountered as children. Mm-hmm. And if you saw your parents go through hardships financially, or if you see even people, even your teammates, you see a lot of these NBA players who are making millions of dollars a year, but, you know, they're, the way they're living and the way they're existing is completely broke because they have a very poor mindset on how, how to manage their money. And I think he's- So you, you know, think he's different in the locker room? One thousand percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. But I, I think it's good. I mean, um, I interviewed a guy named Damon John. Damon John. Of, he's one of the sharks in Shark Tank, right? Created. Oh, Fubu, that's right. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, he's got this book out there called "The Power of Broke." And for the first three years of my career here at uh, PHP, I wore a bracelet that said "The Power of Broke," because there's certain things you do to gain status, success, overcoming failures in business, and in, in this case with with the game of basketball, but generally in life. <laughs> There's certain things that you do to no longer be broke. And then once you have money, you forget those things. For example, remember we were talking to the gym yesterday? I remember, I remember saying to myself, when I was broke, I look at somebody's dirty Mercedes Benz. You have a freaking Mercedes Benz and flipping dirty? What's wrong with you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? If I had a Mercedes Benz, if I had a car, period, that yeah. thing would be impeccable. It would be flipping clean in and out until... You're no longer broke anymore, and you buy your Mercedes. The next thing you know, you're busy. You got family. You got errands, just like everybody else does. And guess what happens? Maybe getting your car cleaned isn't as important as it was. Maybe to acquire the car mm. than to keep the car clean. Right. The next thing you know, your Mercedes is dirty. Why? Because you got to that status. So for him, stay in that position of being scared or frustrated. 
I think it's good. And I think every NBA player out there, when they go up against him, that's what that's the position he's coming from. Uh, right now in the NFL, we're going through what the NFL uh, uh, free agency. Mm-hmm. What's what's the knock on most uh, players when they go to their new team? They get a big fat contract. Yeah. What's the knock on the players when they get to the new team? Is that they don't perform. Yeah. Because you're performing differently when you're broke. Right. Versus now you got money. You got money in the bank. The pillow's soft. Now you get comfortable. Now you get comfortable. Now you get comfortable. You know. So so. Uh, so, so the first three years of my career, I'd never checked. I had my wife do because she's she's got the degree in finance and she's better budgeter and planner than I am. Go figure. Then I'm in, I've been in the career of finance for 24 years, but it was my wife in, in charge of the uh, the checkbook. I said, babe, I don't want to see the checkbook. I don't want to see the bank account for three years. For three years, I didn't see it. I was operating from a position of being broke, and people wonder why we went from broke to million dollar income in 36 months, 37 months. I said, babe, just give me enough money for a haircut and buy some cigars. <laughs> oh, that's it. I didn't even have a lot of. I had I had a, I had a debit card on me, bro. I mean, you see me today with a bunch of credit cards on me. But in the first uh, 36, 37 months of uh, my career here, building an agency, going from a one man operation to a three thousand man operation, I had a debit card. I, I didn't have a credit card. Final thoughts uh, on this on this uh, uh, on this situation before we go to the next topic. Unless you want to jump to the next topic. I think if, it, if it's working for him, and if you know you watching us here on on, on the channel, if you found, if you have a system that works for you to keep you accountable to yourself, whether it's fitness, whether it's finance, whether it's family, any sense of accountability, and that, that system is working for you, regardless of what people think, I really do believe that you need to stick to that, because once you lose that momentum, it's extremely hard to hop back onto it and to gain that momentum back. Yeah, it's such a good word there, man. Yeah. Momentum. Once you got momentum dancing with you on the dance floor, you never let her off. Yeah. Once you have momentum on your side, that's why in a basketball game, speaking of basketball, in a basketball game, when the other team's going like on a 12-2 run, they score 12 points, the other team's only scored two, mm-hmm. what, is the, what does the team that's fallen behind do? They call a? Timeout. 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 Because they're trying to break the momentum. The momentum. Yeah. Okay? And so uh, when you have your financial momentum on your side, keep it going. Uh, uh, Master P said something. Uh, remember he said on stage, uh, you, you may not have been here for the, but we were talking to Ryan table, but... Um, uh, uh, Maurice Hansberry asked him a question to Master P, the founder of uh, No Limit Records. He signed, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg. But Master P, probably the top five uh, hip hop mogul in, in the history of hip hop, was asked a question by one of the guys. He said, "Hey, you're putting out an album every week for months and years. What was going on in that time for you to pump out a new album every week, every month, for every year in, in, in that in that block of time?" Masterpiece says something very, very cool. He says, I noticed when Michael Jackson had a dip in his career, mm-hmm. the king of pop, Michael Jackson, had a dip in his exposure and his hype. He knew that even if the king of pop had a dip and he wasn't being uh, sought out as much, he wasn't as hot as he was before, if Michael Jackson can take a dip, who's Master P not to take a dip? Mm. So he just kept cranking out records. He just cranking out ammo. Boom, boom. He was dancing with Momentum. Momentum. Next topic. Um, Jordan, let's take a look at this one. It's time to set your financial boundaries. Here's how to say no to expensive invites and loan requests from friends. Milton, you've been making more money now than lately. Uh, man, you balling now, Milton. Right? You, uh, you big time now, Milton. Let me get a dollar. Let me get a loan. Let's take a look at this article. Last year's survey from creditcards.com of 2,304 adults revealed that 59% of those who lent money or paid a group expense with the expectation of getting it paid back found the exchange had resulted in something bad. Four in 10 lenders said they never got their money back at all, while a further 26% 
said it resulted in damaged relationships. So Milton, do you loan money to friends and family? Let me start. And they're with, listening. Uh, yeah, they are, they are listening. They are listening. They, they actually do tune in. They may not tune in live, but they definitely <laughs> watch the replay. And, and, they, and they watch the replay. And, and the shorts. And the shorts. And, and I get scolded sometimes. It's okay, bro. It's your family, Milton. It's your family. <laughs> well, you know, in the beginning, man, when I started making some money, okay money, right? Uh, okay money. Uh, survival money. Comfortable money. Yeah. You know, I felt like I owe people something. In the very beginning, you just feel like you owe people something. You yeah. feel like you need to give back automatically. You need to help your family, help your friends. You see someone struggling. You feel like, you, you, I've been there, I've done that. I know exactly what the feeling is. Let me give, let me give, let me give. And at some point or another, you need to stop being a, you need to stop being a yes man. And the moment I figured out there were certain boundaries that I, I no longer wanted to cross, and I started seeing that it started causing a disruption in my work life hmm. and in my personal life and started ruining relationships, that's when I became a little bit more... Uh, conservative when it came down to the way I, I maneuvered my finances among family and friends. But one of the things here, here's the thing, man, in the beginning, while we were still back in Chicago, you know, on the weekends, I'd be spending the next amount of money when I, when I would go out with family and friends. I'd be the one saying, I got the tab. I'll buy the shots. I'll buy the food. I'll, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll pump the gas. I'll, I'll pay for this ticket. I'll pay for the hotels. And for what? You know, where are those people now in my life at least? You know, where's the crew that I was trying to keep happy? Where are the people that I wanted to keep around so that way I wouldn't feel lonely? Moved to Dallas, the same people, the same crew that I would hang out with, whether it's friends or family, none of them have come out to visit me, not once. And yes, I, they're going to watch this, and it's fine. Nobody, just one friend, one of, one of my friends, my, my best friend, Manny, you met him think, once For or sure. twice. For sure, yeah. He's the, he's he, the only he guy. He was at the first uh, podcast. Yeah, he's the only he's guy the who's actually podcast. flown out here and actually visited me. Huh. Everyone else, whether it's family or friends, yep. not one time since I moved out here. When do, I get, when do they get in contact? Hey, Milton, how are you? What's new? What do you want? Automatically, I already know what's going on. What's, yeah. what's going on? What do you need from me? Yeah. You know, I'm struggling here. I got bills to pay. I'm behind on rent. This was going on. Hey, buddy, do you have an extra this? Hey, man, I was wondering if you can invest into this. Hey, man, I'm trying to start this business, but I was wondering if you give me an investor. Or can you, can you loan me this money and I'll pay you back next week? Yeah. I've, learned, I've loaned money out in the past. And I, just like them, just like, the, just like the article said, I haven't gotten it back. I've also, when I was in my lowest and my worst state of financially possible, I've also asked for loans. The mm -hmm. thing is, I, my dad always instilled that in me. If you're going to ask for money from a friend, friend or family, you know you're going to potentially burn a bridge. So you need to do everything in your power to make sure that you pay that back. So I, I would always tell them, all right, this this the amount of the loan, can you do yes or no? Yes, great. This is the amount of interest that I'm willing to give you, 10%, 15%. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do that, to do that too, so that you can trust me. Make a contract, and I will tell them, give me 12 months. I will pay you back. I'll pay everything back to you within the 12-month period. And what I end up doing is pay everything back within six months so that we can start building that trust. But now it's the other way around, and people completely take advantage of it because they think that I owe them something now because I'm in the position that I'm in. Yeah. So it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know, I, I uh, believe that any type of leader, yeah. man, uh, woman, woman. Uh, uh, CEO, um, anybody, coach, the best way for you to lead, especially when you anticipate certain uh, challenges and temptations, is start managing expectations up front. Be one of the first people to bring it up in the beginning before it becomes in an uncomfortable conversation. For example, um, I remember when Patrick and uh, Jennifer Bed David got married, Patrick said to everybody, listen, we got married, please do me a favor. Please don't ask my wife if she's pregnant. That's none of your business, whether my wife gets pregnant or not. We're gonna get married, we're gonna live our life, Please don't put any pressure on me or my wife and ask us constantly if, we pre if, 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 if uh, my wife is pregnant, if we're having a baby. Let us live our life. Um, you start making money. And, and uh, the first wave of people that you 
asked to either be your customer or go in business with you, chances are they're going to be your friends and family. And sadly, you're going to find it very quickly. Who's your friends and family? 1,000%. I believe a lot in the family of origin that you were birthed in. And at the same time, too, there's a family of choice. Uh, people that connect you with DNA, that's your relatives. But the people that believe in you with their actions and their money, that's your family. And so when people are asking you for money and they've not been around you, yo, dog, for example, I got a cousin. Ask me for money. Out of nowhere. Doesn't comment any of my stuff. Doesn't, right? Out of nowhere, asks me for money. And it's not like 50 bucks. It's, it's, it's a significant amount. Sure. And as a couple questions, I ask them, well, how much of this are you going to be putting in? How much of this are you going to be contributing on your own? So if you're asking me for this, what's your, what's your contribution? Because I'm, I'm approaching like an investor, like a banker. Like a, if you ex expect me to have money, if you go to a bank to ask money for a home, they're going to ask you for a down payment. Mm -hmm. Well, what's your down payment to your business? Oh, it's only my money? And how much of my money is actually supporting your personal bills versus actually funding the business? Right. And so on top of that, what's the repayment plan? What's, what's your thoughts on paying this money back? You get some type of riffraff answer. The second sure. part of it is, have you operated a business before with some form of success and proof of concept? Does you have a proof of concept that this product or service that you're offering that you're loaning money for me actually works? If not, then I don't want to be your experimental money. Show me that what you're selling and providing, people want. That your product is moving, that your service is being sought after. And so another thing about lending money to family is if a family member does ask me for money, let's say, for example, they ask me for a thousand bucks. Sure. My rule is 10%. No more than 10% do you give them. Yeah. Did I notice I didn't say lend? I said give. Yeah. So if they're asking for a thousand bucks, they're asking for 500 bucks. I give them $50 or $100 respectively, and without any expectation that I'm ever gonna be paid back. Yeah. Basically, I just gave them money. And it's it. Therefore, we save face every time you're in a family party, get together, wedding, church, uh, barbecue, and they didn't pay me back. As soon as I hand it over, it was done. I wasn't expecting it to be paid pay back. Uh, now, with that being said, I asked money from a family member one time. I asked money from an uncle. Yeah. I said, uncle, I'm going to business for myself. I need to get a laptop, and I need some money. Yeah. I'm just coming out the military. And um, he lent me money. And guess what I started doing? I started paying him back. Right. My third payment in, you know what he says? Stop. I said, why? Stop paying me money. Well, I told you I'd pay you back. No, you're the first family member who's actually starting to pay me back. Consider this now as a gift. I just want to see in our entire family who would wow. honor their commitment to pay me back. Where's he at now? Um, he's, he's very well, well to do in the, in the, uh, in the, in the East Coast. Okay. And uh, this uncle I looked up to, and, and uh, he took a very prominent position in, in business, in his career, so is his wife. And so, uh, you know, those, if there, there's examples of success from our family member from afar, it, it'd be them. But if you're going to lend money to family, it's a very tricky situation. And, and don't feel bad that people are having a tough time. You know, uh, you ever hear that saying, well, when I'm a dad, I'm never going to have my kids suffer. I don't know if that's true, man. Yeah. I think the suffering and the challenges and overcoming your failures, that's what toughens you up. 1,000%. Because you never value what you get for free. Yeah. And so, I, you know, even in our trust, you know, we've created a family trust. If my kids end up being deadbeats, for example, I was asking the kids, hey, kids, if uh, one of our family members becomes a drug addict, a gambling addict, uh, a, 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 an alcoholic, should they get money from the family trust? Of the twins, right? The twins are, oh, Bobby, that's a good question. Well, the, one of the twins, she's a very relationship-oriented person. She goes, oh, of course, Bobby, they're still your family. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And the other one turns out, I don't know, maybe, maybe, because now they're a burden and everybody else. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my opinion, if you want to take a withdrawal, you've got to make a deposit. Mm-hmm. If all you're doing in life is making withdrawals from your family members, your friends, you never ask, 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 and you never contribute, don't ever come to me asking for a loan. Don't ever come to me asking for money. And if you do, here's a gift, 10%. 10%. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's move on to the next topic, brother. Um, uh, let's see here. When, when we're looking at um, a Harvard career expert, the number one desirable skill that very few people have, especially men. By the way, before I even get to this article, did you? Th- I know you know the show notes, but uh, did you think it was this desirable skill that they were talking about that was a desirable skill? Collaboration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's take a look at it. Collaboration, right? So the number one skill is being a collaborator. With that being said, Milton, are we taught this? In our educational school system, no, no, not at Proviso West High School. Sorry to the township, but no, definitely not. By uh, the way, we got great teachers. Yeah. We just don't have a great educational system. One thousand. The best teachers know how to get their students to collaborate. Yeah. By the way, look at us. What are we doing on this, on this podcast? We are collaborating. Collaborating. What do we do in the gym? I'm using your skills and your experience to collaborate. Collaborate. While I pick your brain. Well, I, yeah, one thousand percent. And vice versa, right? Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, because your decision going to business was during one of our workouts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Out of, <laughs> out of desperation. That's right. The I, that's the only choice I had. So, so when it come, so let's let's take a look at some uh, some backdrop here. So, through a decade of teaching and research at Harvard Business and Law School, there's a very important, often overlooked insight. People who figured out how to collab, collaborate across teams gained a major competitive edge over those who did not. So, for example, in, in in our business, what I teach my guys to do is don't look for referral relationships. Mm. Look for collaborations. So, for example, if our, our guys are saying, hey, man, I, I, uh, I want to partner together with you in, in real estate, sometimes, sometimes in a, for example, in a real estate mortgage situation, the real estate agent will refer mortgage clients to the mortgage loan officer. What do you think the real estate agent is look, looking for in return? If the realtor is giving referrals for loans to the loan officer to do, so he's getting business from his referrals, what do you think that realtor is expecting in exchange? Referrals as well. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, they're looking for an apples to apples exchange. Yeah. By the way, that's probably not the best way to have a collaboration because somebody's always going to be left unfulfilled. Yeah. The realtor's always going to feel, I'm giving you more loans and you're giving me referrals to buy homes. Or the, or the loan officer is giving more uh, um, clients for people to buy homes and they're not giving the loans back, the loan officer is going to feel indifferent to as well. So the best way to have a referral relationship is not a referral apples to apples, it's actual apples to orange exchange. So that's collaboration. So let's unpack this real quick. So what does it mean to be a collaborator? Number one, be an inclusive leader. Okay, let's, uh, uh, let's critique this real quick because uh, sometimes this word inclusion uh, kind of worries me. Uh, whether or not you're a project leader takes steps to draw diverse people together, I agree. Mm-hmm. The mindset I always have is a person that thinks differently from me they know something different that I don't, and I can learn a lot from them. What did Ray Dalio say? Ray Dalio said he's basically the, the Steve Jobs of the, of, the, of the hedge fund world, runs, uh, runs uh, Bridgewater and Associates, right? He says, if I walk into the room and I'm the smartest person in the room, there's something wrong with that room. Because I want to walk into a room thinking that I don't, I don't know everything. 100%. I'm walking into a room thinking I'm wrong and waiting for somebody to prove me or to prove my points that, that are right. So, I mean, have you walked into a room where you kind of felt like you, I'm, everybody's here is balling, but 
I mean, I, around my friends, I might be the sharpest guy. The people I grew up with, from, yeah. from Provisor West, I'd be one of the sharpest guys, right? Yeah. 100%. But around the world of business, you may not. Have you ever been in that situation? Every day. That's every day around you guys. And that's why I, I enjoy uh, meeting new people. Uh, next week, in two weeks, I'm being flown out by some Airbnb millionaires who run a big team of Airbnb properties out there. They want me to work with their team. Mm -hmm. And now being around them and their, and their staff and being around their network, as uncomfortable as it's going to be, I feel like that's going to make me think more, strategize better, you know, pick up different identities that's going to help me mold myself so I can keep leveling up. And going back to your point, man, if, I, if we can take this to a biblical principle aspect, there's three uh, Bible verses that really, really, really relate to this specific topic, especially when it comes down to the world and business, especially when you're trying to build a team kind of like your company. Mm -hmm. If we go to Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. Proverbs 27.17, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And the third one, 1 Peter 4.10, uh, each of you sh should use whatever gift you have, uh, you have received to serve others as the faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Basically, the takeaway is being what? When individuals work together, they can double their strength and get, get much more done as a team. Each person has something unique and special to offer as a human being, so we must be able to recognize that these gifts uh, have been given from, the, you know, from, from God as our creator. And some people's weaknesses, some people's leaks, some people's downfalls are other people's strengths. So my question to you is, like, Matt, for your business, as you always talk about going wide and then going deep, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll assume that there's seasons for going wide and there's seasons to go in deep. You know, uh, how does this concept work for you and your business? Yeah, you, know, you, you have to, not every relationship is willing to collaborate. Yeah. And you can't go into a relationship expecting the other person to want to collaborate. Here's, here's, my, here's my, my philosophy. If I bring you into my fold, I'm just going to give you, man. Give. Give, give, I'm going to impart trust. If you, if you happen to come into our circle, you happen to come to our network, I'm going to give you the opportunity to continue to prove yourself why you should continue to earn referrals, Yeah. why you should continue to earn business. I'll give you that shot. Why? Because I, I was a kid that I was hoping somebody would give me a shot. Until somebody doesn't follow through with their word. Until somebody pisses off a customer. Mm. Until somebody crosses an ethical or, or legal boundary. Then you're done, and I'm never coming back to you. Somebody shows me they're lazy, you're done. Show me somebody's you're diligent, keep going. You know, you, you talk in scripture, I, I pulled one up, one of my favorites, Deuteronomy 32.30, how could one man chase a thousand, but two can put flight to 10,000? So if, if, you're, if you got God as your center, you have to know that the values and principles of collaboration, it's, 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 a, it's a God principle that God just doesn't want you working by yourself. But you're gonna do very good by yourself. Yeah. You'll set flight to 1,000. But if you collaborate and find the right collaborator to 10,000, uh, we just went to uh, Mario Aguilar's wedding this Saturday, right? By himself, yeah. he's a great guy. He's a, he's a great individual. But I foresee a lot of great things from Mario Aguilar because when my life changed is when I met a woman and we had the same relative values and principles. Doesn't mean that we're both perfect. Doesn't mean we're walking on water, but we're willing to work those great areas together. Right. Even though we're very opposite in many different ways. But my financial life, from having peace, safety, security, of not having a woman in my life that's looking to go to the club every weekend, that uh, is, is looking to go out with her girls all the time, that she makes me feel confident in myself, make me confident in my vision, uh, pats me on the back in the words of affirmation to make me want to run through a freaking wall for her. I'm just jacked up to find a woman like that in my life. I'm not worried about going like this, going like that, watching my back, and vice versa for her. She has access to my, uh, my IG. She has access to all my social media. She doesn't worry about me skipping out on her, running game on her. Why? Now we're setting flight to 
10,000. It also says in the Bible that you can tell a man or a woman by their fruit. Yeah. We were having a conversation yesterday about being selfish versus selfless. Mm. In a collaboration standpoint, what do you think is more important, being selfish or selfless, giving me a percentage? Percentage, selfish. How much of this do you have to be selfish to create a great collaboration effort? By the way, there, there's, there's no wrong answer here. I would say, I would say 40% selfish, 60% selfless. I feel like it's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more give than take. It's interesting you said that. I'm opposite. Really? I'm sixty percent selfish, forty percent selfless. Why is that? Because you can't give what you ain't got. Unless you're strong in something that someone else is weakened, correct? But why would they benefit with you if they're stronger in another area? For example, you're trying to build a team. Like in, for, in your business, you guys, you guys have uh, two, two, two types of people, or you can do three. Let's just say three, right? You have, you have builders, mm -hmm. you have producers, and then you have hybrids who are just freaking phenomenal at both. But that took time to build. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to build one, in your industry, if you're trying to build a team of just yeah. pure producers, uh -huh. would you, is that what you guys consider well, linear, right? That's correct. That'd be that'd be a linear model. But if you if you work on working and bringing on on people onto your team that are pure builders, yeah. how does that grow? Uh, in your terminology, uh, uh, well, well, there's there's well through building, you're going to yeah. find your producers, right? Right. So in in your quantity, you're going to find your quality. So, so when, when we're finding people, we're looking for characteristics and collaborative efforts. Now, with that being said, in any military organization, you're going to have your specialists, yeah. you're going to have your special forces, you're going to have your Navy SEALs, you're going to have your force recon, Marine Raiders, but at the same time, you have your basic riflemen. Yeah. So collaborative. But if I know I'm a better sniper than the sniper I'm trying to bring on my platoon, why do I want to bring that sniper? I'm better at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if he, as a sniper... If he's 40 and I'm 60, well, why do I need you? Yeah. I can just do that myself. So, so from a business standpoint, how, how does one determine who's better at what, who does more? You know, skill, that, you, know, you, you learn it through skills. You, yeah. uh, you, you assess your skills. For example, Milton, if I felt I was better in the gym than you, why would I hire you? You present yourself strong. You're, you're buff. You understand your nutrition. When I, when I have a conversation with you, you know a lot about your stuff. Like, bro, bro, you look. Uh, by the way, just want to let you know, I had a very good three and a half hour sleep last night. I'm jacked. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the camera? <laughs> hey, I'm working on it, bro. I'm working on it. I'm, but I'm jacked, though. But there's things that you educate me about that I, I would never think to myself. If I knew I was better at this stuff in terms of fitness, yeah. then why would I need a Milton in my life? You'd be a friend. Yeah. Right? But I wouldn't collaborate. Makes, Makes sense. sense. Yeah. I think it was just the, the, uh, the, uh, the perspective of what collaboration meant in my thought process, if that makes sense. Being able to take multiple puzzle pieces and bring them into one to create a whole bigger picture, right? And every puzzle piece is, it fits its own, its own place, it has its own strengths, right? Yeah, I mean, look, look, at the, uh, look at the apostles. Look at Jesus' disciples. You, know, you go from Peter to his brothers, Andrew, James, right? Only of the, tw of the 12 disciples, two were his brothers. Yeah. He had more family. You know, you had John, you had Matthew, Philip, all these guys. All of them are all misfits. <clears throat> look, at, look at Moses, drunk. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, who is the stutterer? Someone, someone is, oh, was it Moses too? It was a Moses, he was a stutterer and a drunk, right? So it, that, Jordan knows there the you Bible, go, Pastor baby. Jordan. Yeah, right? So uh, uh, the only qualified person in all of the disciples, who was it? It was Judas. He was a zealot. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to overthrow the Romans, but guess who became the betrayer? So when, you, when you're looking at, and by the way, all the, the, the reason why I'm bringing that up is everybody had a different characteristic that they're bringing to collectively 
build something better together. And by the way, these 12 names, that was 2,300 years ago. We're still talking about these guys. Yeah. We can't refuse talking about Jesus and what his ministry has done. Best-selling book of all time is the Bible. Why? Bible. Collaborative effort. Yes, sir. Oh, by the way, let, let me look at the Bible real quick. See, this is, this is why we need the Bible, right? Milton's got the Bible here in the office. Here, brother, okay? First three pages. This is why you need collaboration. First three pages of, of the Bible. Genesis 1, 2. The greatness of man. Here he says, um, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. But in the meantime, as God noticed that it was not good for man to be alone, what did he get Adam to do? He put him to flipping work. Get to work, bro. The Garden of Eden. Okay? Next, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's chapter three? The fall. fall <laughs> so in other man. words, first two chapters of the Bible is the awesomeness of man by himself. By himself. The rest of the Bible, look at this, right? The rest of this. It's how to un, unscrew up man's screw-ups. That's the rest of the Bible. That's why when people say, oh, I'm going to do me. Oh, really? You're, you're missing out on this part of the Bible. You're missing out on this, on this much. And by, if you don't even believe in the Bible, read, the, read about the values and the principles of this in the Bible, how to love your fellow man. Yeah. Proverbs, how about how to handle money, wealth, and prosperity. Definitely, 1,000% Proverbs. Yeah. Uh, 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 it talks in the Bible about uh, why you should not sue somebody as your first move. You should. What, what does it say about how to overcome conflict? Go to that person. You don't want to agree with. They don't agree with you. You still haven't resolved the issue. Second one, bring witnesses. Right. So have somebody mm -hmm. be a, a, a mediator. The third one, then you take them to public court. But what do people want to do today? They want to sue you right away. Immediately. Right. So, well, um, let's go to the next topic here. Uh, by the way, we, 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 should, we should finish off. We, we got hung up. <laughs> back, back, to, back, back to collaboration real quick. Uh, show, appreciate, show appreciation and acknowledgement. Say please and thank you. Very easy. Uh, ask for help to be a great collaborator. Crowdsource. I always say the wisdom of the crowd is better than the smartest person in the crowd. So if you want to be a better collaborator, just go back to it again. Show appreciation and acknowledgement. Ask for help. Crowdsource. Share data streams. Like what we're sharing today. Mm -hmm. you, you brought your data. You're, sh you're, sh you're sharing down. You're, you're being a very good collaborator. So these are five ways to become a better collaborator, to be a value to people in your network. So a couple of guys in the office said, oh, what well, Matt, what does it mean to, how do you approach a person that's a doctor? How do you approach somebody that's a single mom? How do you approach somebody that's, a, that's an engineer? What you got to do, I do a survey. I talk to 10 single moms, talk to 10 firefighters, talk to 10 NFL athletes, find out what their biggest concerns are and then you go back to the people that you surveyed. Hey, these are the results of the survey I just did. Yeah. That's how you collaborate. That's how you become valuable to somebody's network. Um, uh, let's see here. Let's go to the next topic. Um, all right. Deal breakers. Men reveal 10 biggest deal breakers in a girl. Before I get into this, what's your number one deal breaker for you? My non... Uh, your non-negotiable. By the way, everybody should have non-negotiables in, in their relationships, especially when it comes to the person closest to you yeah. and knows your heart, which is your wife. Number one. Number one, above all things, she needs to, she needs to have a relationship with God. Mm. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Automatically. Amen. Hallelujah. As much as it hurts. Non-negotiable, man. Why is it non-negotiable? For, for a woman that you bring into life, why is it a non-negotiable <laughs> for you to have a woman that loves God more than she loves you? If you're able to build a relationship with God, whether you're man or woman, if you're able to build a relationship with Christ and you have the discipline to speak to someone, to, some, to an entity that obviously there's no audible voice back unless you're schizophrenic, then you might hear something. But if mm -hmm. you're not schizophrenic, which the majority of people watching this aren't, if you're able to have, hold a strong relationship with, with God, again, non-audible voice speaking to you, 
and you're able to sustain an elongated period of time of that communication, the discipline of revisiting and getting to know and learning the word of God and understanding how to be a good human being. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna point out man or woman, but just like a good human being. It's going to instill in you certain principles and values. And the closer you get to God, the more of the spirit of God you have within you. And then yeah. in the moments that you need to, you know, uh, have that patience, have the peace, have the tranquility, you know, have the wisdom to utilize when encountering issues with your partner, it will be a lot easier for two people to come together to resolve an issue rather than, I think this is one, in one of the previous podcasts, you know, people when they have problems, men tend to run to women and distractions and drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. bars and drinking, yeah. and women tend to run to, to other things as well. Their ex-boyfriend. But, or their ex-boyfriend, right? But when you have certain principles and values aligned with each other, you know, like, all right, I'm going through something with my, with, with my girlfriend, I'm going through something with my boyfriend, I'm going to pray about it. We're going to bring God in the center of all things so that we can solve the issue and get to the root of it and actually work at it. Because at the end of the day, any type of partnership, whether it's yeah. business or, or, or uh, personal, yeah. it's work. Yeah, it's work. Yeah, you know, I, I love that answer. Here, here, here's my reason why I love that as the number one. If you don't have God in your life as the first vertical relationship, mm-hmm. up and down, how do you make every earthly relationship your horizontal any better? Yeah. If this ain't straight, let's say, for example, if you find a woman has a horrible relationship with her parents, what makes you think she's going to have a great relationship with you? Yeah. The other area of that also is, I was wondered in an argument in a disagreement, who my girlfriend would call. And it's one of the first questions I asked Sheena. Hey babe, when we get into an argument, who do you, who call? Do you call? And what do you talk about? And what do they say? <laughs> so I went, I, went, yeah. I went three deep on that one. Yeah. You know, the first person, she, she'd call God, she'd pray about it. And the second person she called, guess who? It wasn't an ex, wasn't her best friend, it was her mom. Yeah. And then what her mom would do, shout out to Mama Katrina uh, Lemley, uh, Sheena's mom. What she would do too is she would not defend her. She would, she would not defend. No, she wouldn't even defend me. Really? She defended the relationship. <sighs> hey, you said you guys want to be together. You guys made a commitment to one another. This is not even us being married. This yeah. is us being boyfriend and girlfriend. And I, I found out that that's what Mama Katrina would be saying. I'm like, yo, I need to wife this girl up. Mm-hmm. That made my wife a hundred times more attractive. Hundred times more attractive. I and mean, she's hot to begin with. But it made her even more a hundred times more attractive. I left the house this morning just look at Sheena. My God, you're freaking attractive. Thank God. Thank God you're my baby mama. Thank God you're my wife. Yeah. yeah Thank yeah. God you're my best friend. You know, you're just you're just gorgeous leaving the house. She goes, Well, I love you too. Right? But I love that she loves God. And she doesn't love the clubs. She doesn't love status. She doesn't love money. She doesn't love independence. She loves God. And it's not like she has to wear God on her shoulder either. Yeah. You know, sometimes people are like overly uh, religious. Over-spiritualize Over- everything. <laughs> Over-spiritualize everything. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's it. So let's get into this. Well, what, what does this survey say about uh, biggest deal breakers in a girl? Um, and Ooh, entitlement. Okay. Well, you know what? If you serve God, you're not entitled. No. That, that's so, number one would be wiped out of the way. If Modest. She, if she'd have a, right? Yeah. Because having a faith... Your, your, your status, where you come from, is, does not come from your earthly success. It mm-hmm. comes from the big man upstairs. Mm-hmm. And so, no, entitlement would be wiped away if you had a relationship with God. Uh, number two, being rude or disrespectful. Again, another attribute right. that would be wiped out if you had a you relationship with God. Number three, lying. lying. <laughs> another As, situation that would be eliminated if you had a relationship with God. It would be minimized. It would be, all these things would not be eliminated. It would be greatly minimized. Minimized, 1,000%. 
she blames everyone for her mistakes. By the way, this is an annoying one. By the way, just want to let you know, this was my big one, individually for me. If I just picked a better girl, right, and she, and she would do this for me and she would do that, I'd be a much better man. I got caught up in this one. I got caught up big time in this one for about 10 years. I was, it was bad until I started taking ownership of my mistakes. You know, this is, this is where I stumbled a lot. Um, number five, demanding. Uh, demanding. Uh, you know, I can't remember the last. Well, actually, I can. My wife will have a list. <laughs> you got this, you got that, you got this. But it's, it's, for me, it's, it's uh, not a turnoff. Now, nagging is. Nagging, nagging. Imagine a, a woman in your life who's nagging, nagging, nagging. It's, 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 it's not good. You got, a lot, you got a lot of stuff on your head already. Um, a lot of men already feel very insecure. Uh, nagging makes it even worse. Uh, thread summary. Don't be a... Thre- what's thread summary? What does that mean? Which number is that? Uh, number six. No, number six for me says, don't, uh, talking about X. So it's demanding, and then number six is talking about the X, constantly talking about an X in every derogatory manner. Okay. You need to be able oh, to let yeah. it go. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you got to keep talking about your X, that means you're still thinking about your ex. You're still not over it. Uh, no, actually, that was number seven. Let's go to number eight, littering. Uh, yeah. But by the way, uh, you, ever, you ever walk into a woman's car? <laughs> it looks like a purse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, listen, I mean, th- this to me is a, it's, it's no big deal to me, man. It's like, yeah. it's all good. It's, not a, it's definitely not in my top 10 of being a deal breaker. Uh, bad hygiene, this would be a deal breaker. Now, this be a, if, if, okay, assuming guy in your life, but she's not taking care of herself. Body odor, uh, feet smell. What's your, what's your uh, uh, perspective on body hair? Body hair? Yes, her having more uh, armpit hair than you do. Uh, you know, a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these French women uh, like the like the ideology of just uh, letting go sometimes in that realm. Uh, I'd probably pass. I'd probably pass. You know, bust out the walls, man. Bust out the Andre, uh, Andres Clippers, man. You know, but bust out in there. I uh, uh, one thing with my wife, she's she's very clean. So that's yeah. my that's Good. my perspective. Good, no, no, okay. yes, that's All fine. Right. Uh, well. Well, yes, my perspective. What's your, what's your perspective? As far as body hair? Mr. Mexico. Mr. Mexico. Uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with... Uh, she flo- has hairy toes. Flossing your teeth with her, with her body hair, man. Once in a blue moon. Yeah. When you're exploring her body, just get a nice little floss in. You, you're chilling on the couch. You, you grab her legs. she got hair on her shins, hair on her toes. How are you feeling? I mean, I've, I've had my fair share. Me- Mexican women are very hairy <laughs> women, man. Mexican women are very, very hairy women. Shout out to all the Latinas out there. Not really caring anymore and holding up that stance, but no, no, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of you know nice smooth legs, yeah. nice smooth body, but yeah. you know yeah. I, I well, can't. Well, you're in the fitness world too. Even, even men are doing that. Shaving their bodies. Men are shaving their bodies. One thousand percent, man. Yeah. I, I had one of my clients about four or five years ago. He was trying to go pro in bodybuilding. He's like, dude, I need you to shave my entire body. <laughs> he asked you to shave his body, including my asshole. Did, did, this man shaved his asshole and bleached his asshole. Did you do it? I did not bleach his asshole. <laughs> I shaved him, but then he got a woman to uh, completely put the body oil on him. Wait, wait, as far as I go, what's bleach, bleaching your asshole? Like cleaning, cleaning your, cleaning your bleaching your butthole is when you <laughs> bleaching your butthole is when you completely make it. I don't know how, Jordan. I think I feel like you would know this. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring this up in church, bro. <laughs> uh, help us out for those of you who are watching this. I have I have zero clue what that means. Maybe I'm old. But uh, put in the comment section below what does bleach in your booty hole mean. Uh, I yeah. think I have an idea what you're talking about. So it's not necessarily on the inside. 
No, no, it's the inside. I think it's the, from what I from what from, I I'm quoting yeah, a woman. I know, I know bleaching skin. I'm I'm quoting a woman that's actually watching this right now. It's completely <laughs> clearing out the rim of the booty hole <laughs> and making it nice and clean, so it doesn't look well, like you have shit stains. Sorry for the oh, language. Oh, I got. Oh, I got completely it. Like, clearing it out. You take the you take the hair out and then you bleach it so it can look nice and clean. Got it. I thought that's what toilet paper is for in showers. But uh, okay, you're taking it to another level. That's you're rough, like, like bleach the skin. Okay. Okay, so someone said on, on the comments, bleaching means making the hair basically blonde in your butthole. Who said that? Uh, Andrea. Jaira from Chicago. Thank you. And then Natalie Rodriguez said the rim, basically bleaching the rim. Yep, exactly <laughs> that. Taking the whole concept okay. of rimming. All right, All right. moving yeah. right along. Here we go. Number 10, uh, uh, self-love. Yeah, self-love. So what, what's that? Why, why is that a turnoff? Using, uh, using excuses to be narcissistic. A lot of women, men and women, but women in this case, women utilize that to be narcissistic, manipulative, especially manip- emotionally manipulative. Percentage-wise, what level of narcissism is tolerable, tolerable to you? Oof. Percentage-wise, I, I believe that I believe that vast majority of our population, on some level, can, can be somewhat narcissistic. Men uh-huh. and women, I believe yeah. narcissism is something that's instilled within each and every single one of us. But when it's completely out there and it's heavy and it's actually damaging to your partner's mental and emotional health, I think that's when you draw the line and that person needs to find help. But it's really yeah. hard when narcissists don't acknowledge that they're narcissistic. They believe that they're always right, consistently. They're the ones who are playing, they're the victims, they're the ones who are always right. Everyone's always attacking them. So it's, it's, a, it's a blurry line. I, I think there's a good, healthy amount of narcissism in everyone. Yeah. I think where it gets dangerous is if it's meant to only be you and without any care of the other person. Because, you know, you're in a relationship, right? Yeah. You're a collaborator, right? Yeah. And so, you know, in, in the Bible talks about, you know, you, you become dead to you and to serve and to serve your mate, to serve your wife yeah. and, and wives to serve the husband and vice versa. So um, I'm, 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 listen, I'm, I'm good with 60%, 60% narcissism, 70% narcissism. But if it comes to the point where it's uh, always all about the other person, that's when it becomes a turnoff. So I, I agree with this. Uh, self love is actually that should, but instead of self love, it should be narcissism. All right, let's take a look at this next one. All right, uh, Diplo's revelation. Who's Diplo? Isn't he a DJ? I think he's a, he's a DJ. Diplo. He's a DJ for like uh, EDM, EDC, all that. Gotcha, right? gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he's got uh, about human sexuality uh, uh, working. Uh, apparently, he made a comment saying here that. Um, he made a comment here. Um, I don't. I don't know if you have this on uh, on, on video. Uh, we don't have this on video. Anyway, he co- he comes on uh, this uh, saying. I've had. I think I've had. I've definitely had sex with men. I definitely had oral sex with men, right? But, but I, I love women now. So there's a new addition to the LGBTQ. Abrosexual. Abrosexual. So it was it used to be LGBT. LGB. L, oh, it was LGB. LGBTQ. LGBT, now LGBTQ, LGBTQI, now or now they got to add a, so that means abrupt means you're fluid yeah, in uh, your LGBTQIA plus IA plus plus. Okay, there's a plus. You have to add the plus, man. People can get gotcha. offended. Uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, question, intersex. What's intersex? Uh, asexual. By the way, for you guys wondering why are we even bring this up, because that's the world we live in today. We have to be at least aware of these things. Uh, and so, therefore, we can uh, uh, provide a better guidance to our family and those we lead in our companies uh, about what they're going through. Not to judge anybody, but just to be aware. Um, anywho, so that's what's going on with a new addition to the A. Um, 
we're running short on time. Let's get Jordan. Let's go to the reaction. Let's go to the rea- uh, You want to talk about real quick about uh, uh, of the the vegetables? Jordan, do you have that uh, clip about the the vegetable article? Because I was uh, I was I was wondering about uh, whether or not vegetables are good. And I saw this clip, and I'm like, huh? Should I be eating vegetables or not? So, uh, you, 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 I emailed you, it to you. Got, gotcha. Yes. So, by the way, for those of you watching this. Um, I eat a primarily um, meat diet, steak, chicken, protein, carbs. When I saw this video and talked about vegetables not being good for you, that it's basically carcinogens, it, it got me thinking twice about this. I sent it to you and wanted to know what your opinion was on it. So uh, let me know when you got it ready, Jordan. We'll, we'll, we'll play it. Here we go. Let's, let's take a look at this clip. 36 known carcinogens. White mushrooms had over 100, spinach, kale, lettuce, celery, cabbage, cucumber, broccoli, we, everything. It had, uh, we literally were given pages with the, with the name of the produce and the number of identified carcinogens, page after page after page. It wasn't a single one. I looked and I was like, okay, what's the lowest number here? Yeah. It wasn't a single one under 60. I'm like, this is nuts. Yeah. And I remember thinking in my head, I was like, this, this is crazy. We were all looking around wildly. Like, I was like, this must be a joke. Someone must be in on it, looking for someone smirking or something <laughs> like that. Not, nothing like that. And finally, it just dawned on us. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's serious. And I remember thinking in my head, I was like, but. But vegetables are still good for you, though, right? Mm. I, I hate yeah. them. I never ate them. And he, like, just, just perfect timing. I, I felt like he read my mind because he just looked at us and he said, I don't eat salad. Mm. I don't eat vegetables. I don't let my kids eat vegetables. Plants are trying to kill you. So like, <laughs> right. Brussels sprouts. Had a- all right, stop right there. What's your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly confused. By the way, to all the vegetarians and all and the vegans, vegans out there. Miriam, shout out Miriam. That's right, Miriam uh, Rivera. She's a vegan. Yeah, she's she vegan or vegetarian. She's, vegan. She's, she's pushing it on on the comments. She's a vegan. Gotcha. Yeah, she's team vegan. By the way, I I tried being vegan, vegan and vegetarian. <laughs> um, I couldn't last, bro. I couldn't last for two weeks. I tried going through the fast for thirty days. I couldn't last. I and I was trying to purge it out. I you know it's like I'm letting food control me. I'm trying to fast here and blah 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 blah. But my body was eating itself. Yeah. It was eating away my muscle. I, anyway, I'm, I'm confused here about this right. issue, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are too as well. 1, What's your thoughts on it? All right, so yesterday when you sent me that clip, I immediately got in contact with a couple of doc friends of mine. Um, I'm not sure if you remember him. Uh, his name is Dr. George. He used to work out at the uh, UFC gym with us. He owns a, uh, a, cardi- uh, a couple of practices. He's getting into the whole hormone aspect of things. So great guy, and then a couple of the people that I know. And I just I have a certain belief with it, so I just wanted to reinforce it with people who actually went to school, got a PhD in XYZ mm-hmm. in specific fields. And they they basically reinforce exactly what I what I think. And it's I'm aware that the guy speaking is a neurosurgeon. I'm aware of that. But my my question would be well, first of all, let me say this: I disagree with him. I completely disagree. How come? With him. I completely disagree with him. Vegetables are after a long list of cardiologists. Of you, if you speak to cardiologists, dietitians, nutritionists, anyone who takes care of your heart health and your overall health, they would tell you that uh, vegetables and fruits have. Uh, have the power to literally reduce so many risks, in, including uh, 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 heart disease, including hypertension, including uh, uh, um, advanced advancements in cancer, in, in, including when it comes, especially people who who have diabetes. Um, there's foods that actually help you reduce inflammation, mm-hmm. right? So, so my question would be: Is are they testing the plants and vegetables pure? Because you know, you know, if if you're out there, if, if you're testing plants versus, and vegetables, versus processed. If you're testing uh, plants. Uh, you know, after you spray all that toxins, all, all, all pesticides. pesticides, after you spray all that shit, 
Of course, yeah, th those are the real freaking toxins. But now, if you look hard enough, if you actually look hard enough, you'll see that water's bad. You'll see that red meat's bad. You'll see that processed sugars, carbs are bad. Everything in the world's bad. Yeah. So it looks like everyone in the world is going to have to do a lifelong fast and avoid sunlight, <laughs> avoid people, avoid the oxygen they breathe, and avoid everything. But not knowing that all these all these tests that people run are based off of the test these based off of the tests they run. It's just plain and simple. They tested these vegetables and fruits with these pesticides on them. That's all it is. But the properties that these vegetables and these fruits have that can combat illnesses in the human body are so much greater than a theory that vegetables and fruits and meats, and this is for all those, uh, those vegan empowered people and vegetarians, if you're consistent, if you're only on a vegan diet and you know you're not consuming a massive amount of vegetables and fruits into your diet, massive amount of legumes in your diet, and you're not supplementing the correct way, you're going to be in a deficiency on some form or, or, or on some level when it comes down to the vitamins and the nutrients that your body needs. So yes, I am an advocate for eggs. I am an advocate for butter. I am an advocate for red meats. I think as human beings, eating red meat is one of the most powerful things that you can consume. I believe red meat is an actual superfood in contrary versus the acai berries. Those are great, but they're full of sugar. And I understand they're natural sugars, but it's still a sugar. So what do I prefer uh, to eat in the mornings when I wake up? A nice slice of steak with some eggs. Those are actual superfoods. But the thing is- Steak's a superfood. Yeah, steak's a superfood. So the thing is- I love superfoods. Right? The thing is, yes, the, the way meat was processed 100 years ago to how it's processed today is very different. Yeah. So the processing is very different. That's yeah. why people go organic. That's why people go through, uh, through other companies to local farm-raised animals where everything's grass-fed. If you go that route and consume those type of natural meats versus going with a berry company, which gives you cheaper meat, which a lot of these yeah. restaurants do, of course you're going to get these negative adverse effects because of the process that they do, especially the vegetables. But they do a good job of scaring you away from meat too as well, showing cuts of beef that have cancer in it, that have uh, uh, um, tumors in it, a lot of disgusting stuff. They pop it and they're, they're butchering it. Yeah, but, so they'll scare away from and, a lot, and, of, and, and, a lot yeah, of meat. But then you think of the food that they're feeding their animals. Yeah. Years ago, what would they eat? Just natural grass. Free range. Uh, right, free range stuff. Yep. Now they're, they're feeding uh, uh, those animals specific foods so they can get bigger. They're feeding them steroids. They're taking all those shots. So it's the, the processing yeah. is, has completely changed in a span of X amount of time. Yep. So yes, eating these foods nowadays is going to cause certain things because of the way it's processed, not because of the actual food itself. Now that, that means that what? 70, 80, 90, 100 years ago, everyone should have had cancer from eating all this meat. Yep. yep. So eat your, eat your vegetables, but enjoy your steak, enjoy your eggs. That's a enjoy We're basically doing a shout right now for local farmers in the Dallas area. We're going to shout for local farmers in the Dallas area. We want to buy our eggs from you. We want to buy our meat from you, our chicken from you, vegetables from you if you're growing them. Yeah. That have no pesticides, all that stuff. So buy local. Buy give local. us a shout, Millionaire Goals Podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the next uh, next uh, area here that we want to react to. What's what's next on the uh, on the queue there, Jordan? Uh, why you should not date in your twenties? Let's take a look at this. A guy is like young twenties, and if he has time to take you on dates a few times a week. <laughs> Then he's not going anywhere in life. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I get that. That's it, uh, man. I mean, I, I, well, listen. If you're on your grind, if you're on your hustle in your twenties, if it's time to take on a date, I don't know, man. It's kind of extreme there. Uh, but then again, I'm recalling my twenties, and I often say it took my entire thirties 
to repay back the mistakes in my 20s because I was out there chasing tail. This was pre-Christ, before Christ, before values, before principles, and what they have to show for it, financially speaking, nothing. It actually is the other way. Um, I say that tongue-in-cheek because, again, I got 21-year-old twins. I don't know if I want them dating a 30-year-old dude, 35-year-old dude, 40-year-old dude. Um, but then again, I know my daughters are mature. I trust the values and principles which they are raised in. I know how they go about themselves. I know they honor their last name. I know they honor their family. I know they honor their faith, their, their, their creator. Um, so, you know, my son, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. If you're in your 20s and you're not about your business and you're about dating, ladies, you got to be careful. Uh, ladies, if you got to end up paying for, for a guy, listen, I'm still maybe a traditionalist. Maybe Shilver is still alive and well with me. But if a guy's trying to take you on a date in your 20s and he's in his 20s and he's trying to take you, and by the way, in his 30, whatever age, and he's trying to take you somewhere cheap, he's trying to see what he can get away with. Let me just give you an insight into man. I'm probably destroying man's game right now, but listen, I'm out there to <laughs> protect my daughter. I'm, t- I'm talking to my daughters right now to make sure you identify a man's game. If he tries to take you out to somewhere and it's not, he's not giving his very best and you know he can do, you know he can do better, don't judge him for it, but chances are there might be some Areas that where he's trying to see what he can get away with. Thoughts on dating in your 20s as a man? I think it's a waste of time. And this is coming from experience. This is coming from two major heartbreaks. One of them being in my early, in my early 20s where, again, I had fault in it too. Yep. I, I don't need the ladies jumping on a bandwagon and saying that I'm blaming the women as is. No, it's, we, both had a, we, had, we both had fault. But the first relationship in my 20s was a leak from, uh, it seeped in from, from high school with my high school sweetheart. Ended up marrying my best friend. So on some level, that mentally screws you up. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the financial aspect, I had a part-time job at a jewel hospital, make, uh, maybe working 12 to 14 hours a week, making $7.25 an hour. 80% of that paycheck went to spending time with her, going to the movies, going to the Riverside Mall. Sure. Just basic stuff. Yeah. It's not much, but that's all I could afford. Yeah. Major heartbreak. It's not all her fault. To the family and friends watching this, it's not her fault. It was both her and I. But it was yeah. a waste of time, a waste of money. And then other than that... Jumping into a relationship when I'm broke, yep. thinking that we can make, make make it work, and then having two people with two broke mindsets and two broke lifestyles trying to make something work is extremely difficult. I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible, but I think it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. My, my advice to my son: yeah. get three jobs. You're in twenties, no kids, no wife. Have three jobs. Your best antidote to the distractions of life and unnecessary distractions in the future is to be busy, at least making money. Because when you decide to run, run to the right girl. And you got money, you got savings, you got a house, you have some money in the bank, you have financial confidence on your side, guess what? You can be a little bit more specific on who you want to bring into your life and vice, vice versa for her too as well. So uh, absolutely. Let's, let's go to the next video. Let's take a look at the uh, next thing to react to. You haven't even graduated and you've got an outstanding business and you're doing it part time. He said, that's not the problem. My fiance came to me today and said that she's gonna leave me. And I said, why? Because I'm not spending any time with her family. I don't have any time on weekends. I can't go out to the soccer games with her nephews and stuff. And I I didn't, I just can't, because I'm so busy. And I gotta keep my business going, I gotta graduate my degree. What do I do? Now the class is like, you can hear a pin drop in there, right? And I said to him, wow. Okay, I'm not Dr. Phil, but let me give you some advice here. Which one is easier to replace? The girlfriend or the business? 
<laughs> well, you know, the last thing you want to do at the same time, too, is look at a woman as a commodity. Correct. You know, and that's Mr. Wonderful, who, uh, who was on Shark Tank and spokesperson for FTX, got paid $15 million to do it, and he's a, a financial economic analyst. Um, I don't think he's married. I don't think he's married. I, I might be wrong on that. Uh, I, I digress, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But as a man, as a provider, I go back to my first point. As a man, as a provider, you are much more confident in that relationship knowing what you are bringing to the table than a woman trying to say, you need to take me out, you need to take me out, you need to take me out. Maybe it's the wrong timing for, for both parties. Yeah. Because a man needs to feel confident and strong in his ability to provide, to protect, to provide a safe arena for his family. And if a woman's constantly nagging at him because she's not taking him out, then you kind of, you kind of, not that you got to replace her, it's just she's the wrong girl. Yeah. Uh, you know, pa- I remember uh, Patrick's uh, uh, conversation with Jen when he got married. She said, hey, babe, we're going to get married. We're going to get a date, but I'm not the guy that's going to be home at 6 o'clock. Just know that for the rest of your life. I'm out there. I have a big vision. I want something to accomplish. I got great, great uh, attributes, and I want to express it. Just don't expect me to be the guy at 6. If that's a problem, I need to know right now. Thoughts? I agree. I, I think you need to be able to take your time and actually have a thorough, a, a thorough thought process on exactly what you want and what you're looking for and having these hard, crucial conversations up front so that way you don't waste her time and she doesn't waste your time when it comes down to you know, yeah. doing life together. Oh, man. Yeah. Love it. Next video. Next one. I expect God to do exceedingly and abundantly over all I think I ask because I honor him. His blessings will chase me down and overtake me. I will be in the right place at the right time. People will go out of their way to be good to me because that is my declaration as a servant of the Lord. I'm his child. <laughs> I'm fired up, baby. Steve Harvey, talk about a guy who's got an awesome rags and riches story. The American dream as well within Steve Harvey's store. By the way, would it be a good guest for us to be at our annual convention in August? Steve, are you dropping hints? Or if, if, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking because I'm... Uh, by the way, for those out there in the PHP family, if we brought Steve Harvey to our annual convention, would he be a very good guest for us to have? Would that draw more of your team to come out to our annual convention? Uh, he's definitely on my top three list to bring out to the convention. But he's reminding me of the scripture, Ephesians 3, verse 20, 20, and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's it, man. He's a, he's a living embodiment to that. And uh, the more you look to be self, what he had to do, he had to be selfish for a minute yeah. to, be a, uh, to be a comic, right? But selfless from here going forward. So him being selfish for a season allowed me him to be a little bit more purposeful and selfless for the rest of his life. Thoughts on that clip? 100%. I, I believe that there's seasons for everything. And uh, based on his story, again, like you said, he was selfish for, for a good season. And the people who truly understand what it takes to get to the next level in anything, in life, in business, and whatever the case may be, even fi- you know, finances, it's going to take a little bit of isolation and some selfishness to be able to get to that point. And the, the right people are going to come into your life and the wrong people who are just energy absorbers who just suck the leeches. Yeah. who stuck the energy out of you, those are the people who walk out. So God's actually doing you a favor by taking you through a filtering system through that season. So it's I think right. it works out at the end. It's, it's reaping yes. and sowing of the right people in your life. Let's go to the yeah. next video. Guess what happens when that alarm clock goes off at 4 a.m. to train? 
I don't want to be a seal today. I don't want to be whatever today. I'll start tomorrow. And that's the usual pattern of people's lives. That's why until you really want to do something, you always get to be a talker. You always get running your fucking mouth. Absolutely. I think what he's talking about is if, if you're just going through the motions, you're just doing life without having purpose, without having a destination. You know, it's like getting in your car and just driving. Where do you want to go today, bro? I don't, I don't know. know. Just, keep, just keep driving. Yeah. That's how people will, will live their day. You know, if you have purpose, it's not about being the SEAL. It's about protecting America. It's about taking care of your, your fellow SEAL, your, your brothers and your sisters in and out of uniform. If, if it's not about purpose, it's just a grind. And if it's not on purpose, you're not having fun. And what, what good is it? You're not going to want to get out of bed every morning. You know, when, when, when you, you know, you, by the way, you always compliment me about going to the gym. Your, your best compliment to me every time we go to the gym is thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up. In the back of my head, well, why wouldn't I show up? Of course I'd show up. You know why? Because I want to be the best father and, I want, and to be the best grandfather. I want to be around for a while. I'm not going to the gym just to look a certain way. I'm going to the gym so therefore I can last long to be there for my kids so I can run around them on my uh, hands and knees to run after my grandkids. There's a, there's a European commercial out there of his grandfather. He's lifting the, this weight. He's having a hard time, but he kept working. He's lifting. He's getting better. He's getting so better. He the child. So he can lift his child during the holidays. Man. You saw that. Oh, God, that's heart-wrenching, <laughs> man. Heart-wrenching. That's why. Beautiful. It wasn't about him lifting 40 pounds. It was him lifting his grandchild. So it isn't just about being an entrepreneur. It isn't just about becoming a millionaire. It's about what the purpose that will have in your life. So therefore, whatever God has inspired and placed in your heart, the dream that only you can understand because God gave it to you. Unless you find that, it's just going to be a grind everywhere else. But the moment you ask God, you seek, you find, you ask, he'll give you an answer. Now you're knocking at the door, you let him in. Why was he outside to begin with, by the way? Once those things happen, you have purpose in your life. It's no, it's just not going wide. It's just not going deep. It's just not finding another client. It's just not finding a collaborative partnership. It's all because it's the purpose and a dream that you want to fulfill for the greater good of what you're going to be bringing into this world and creating generational wealth. What your last name means. Awesome. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next uh, clip here. You need to go through life when you're younger having a general frame, a general direction, and explore, and have some fun and some adventures. Try yourself at this, try yourself at that, but all within a general parameter. And then at some point, when you reach 30, which I maintain is our most creative period is in our 30s, you'll be ready. You'll be ready for something great and something creative because you've accumulated all these skills. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Robert Greene right there, man. He, he wrote uh, The 33 uh, Strategies of War, The 48 Laws of Power. He wrote a book with 50 Cent called The 50th Law. Uh, great author, great. I mean, if you want to look about research about books. But he basically says there, man, this adventure. In, uh, but here's the thing. You want, if you want adventure, guess what you need? You need money. You need money. You need relationships. So therefore, the travel costs less. You got some hookups along the way. You know, uh, Maurice Hansberry, for a while, you know Maurice Hansberry in Chicago Mo, office? Yeah. Mo. Right? The reason why he didn't, he went full time in his business. By the way, congrats to Maurice and Tori Hansberry. They made $45,000 in the first 15 days of this month so far in, 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 our, in our working together. And uh, he was a Southwest Airlines uh, baggage handler. Mm. And he wouldn't give up the job for a while. I said, bro, you're making 20000 30000 40000 Why are you not giving up the full, your, your, your job at Southwest Airlines? Because I get, I get free travel. So sometimes a job may not necessarily be where you want to be, but temporarily for a season of your life, it may be what you need yeah. to get your business up off the ground so as we wrap up brother i know there's a lot more videos you could uh, uh, react to but i wish we just had more time final thoughts we had we had a fantastic conversation today i think today was a really good one and i think everyone in, in the comment section definitely agrees honestly man it was just i just feel good 
I, 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 final thoughts, final comments. I'm excited for what's next. I'm excited for what's next. I'm, I'm lost for words. This was, a, at least in my eyes, was a really good podcast today. A really good show. I'm praying for our country. Yeah. I'm even, listen, I'm even praying for Biden. You know, yeah. what good is it just to pray for your friends? You need to pray for your enemies too. Yeah. I'm praying for China. I'm praying for Russia. They're collaborating right now. Uh, and by the way, we can't change their heart, but God can. 1,000%. And so I'm praying for our Federal Reserve. I'm, I'm praying for our politicians that got to make choices that affect all of our lives. I pray that citizens out there decide to stand up and be aware and get educated by the things that they can control. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can't control, but there's a lot of things that you can. And with America right now going through high inflation, America right now worrying about banks, America right now worrying about what to do with their career and jobs and going through a recessionary period, control what you control. He or she that controls your income controls your life. He or she that controls your income controls the decisions you make in your life. And we want you making better decisions. So in turn, we want you to start controlling your income. That's why the Millionaire Goals podcast exists. So therefore, you start thinking like a millionaire, strategizing like a millionaire. So therefore, you can be a first generation cash flow millionaire. millionaire. That being said, on behalf of my co-host, Milton Alvarez, appreciate you. Jordan, thanks so much. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel here, Millionaire Goals Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our Millionaire Goals Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Drop your comments in the comment section below. And of course, please share this podcast with those of you who think will be, bring value and benefit to the lives. From Dallas, Texas, I'm your mighty smart guy. And until we meet again, see you next Wednesday, noon, Central Standard. Matter of fact, I'll see you tomorrow too as well. Have a special interview with you tomorrow, Thursday, noon, but also our weekly episode here every Wednesday, noon, Central Standard Time on YouTube. Till we meet again, continue to live smart, continue to love smart, and be mighty smart today. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.